0: You're listening to The Songwriter's Diary. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Dean Rodriguez. Dean is a session musician and has played drums, bass, keys, guitar, and percussion in various cover bands and original bands. Thank you so much for joining me today. For some of our listeners who may not have heard of you, please tell us a bit about what you do in your own words.
1: Hey, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. i um, really stoked to be here. I'm Dean. I... Emma uh, Sessions a musician, um, so done a bit of studio work, but most of my stuff is um, mostly playing for artists and other bands, uh, live for shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I play mostly drums, uh, quite a bit of bass these days, a um, bit of keys, bit of guitar, uh, and, yeah, percussion as well.
0: How long have you been doing that?
1: Oh, um, like at a gigging level, I guess since I was maybe seventeen, eighteen,
0: so straight out of high school.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I, I was doing like the odd gig while I was still at high school, but they weren't like at bars or anything. They were kind of like, kind of like these like dance parties that like in the Indian community. So I was doing like a few of those back in the day, just playing the old Mustang Sally and. Hecky breaky heart and all that stuff um yeah yeah so it's been a while kind of 30 now so (laughs) oh it has
0: been a while yeah for some people who may not know what a session musician is or what they do are you able to talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so a sessions musician is essentially like a gun for hire um so artists that are kind of, you know, solo artists that don't necessarily want to be want want a band or have their product be a band. So what they'll do is they'll kind of hire a bunch of musicians to either play for them in the studio or just uh, have be a sort of backing band at gigs. Mm. Um, So that's pretty much it really. So you kind of don't, don't get the, the glory and the, you know, the, the branding, but mm. it's kind of a blessing and a curse, I guess. Like the blessing side of things is you, you're not necessarily tied down and you don't, don't have to make decisions that don't involve music. And you're usually pretty well taken care of. Mm. Um, and the downside is, I mean, if you're into that is you don't get the recognition that say an artist would get themselves if they kind of made it big
0: do you think you don't get recognition from listeners or other musicians as well
1: Uh, oh it's not about like i'm not in it for recognition really but uh, it's just like you know how some people are like when they're younger they're like yeah i want to be in a band Mm. and i'm gonna be super popular or whatever like i i think musicians recognize good musicians. It's not, it's like going to a Beyonce concert.
2: Mm. Like
1: you are there for Beyonce. You're not there for, you're not there to see her drummer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like for me, for some people, like, I think Usher was here a few years back and he had Aaron Spears play for him. And like 90% of the general public won't be there for Aaron Spears. But like anyone who's a drummer... Probably would you know what I mean like mm. they'd be there to like gush over Aaron Spears because he's a monster like it's it's like that kind of vibe
0: yeah so when you at a concert do you I'd imagine you mostly look at the, what the drummer's is doing uh
1: not necessarily like I like lately I've kind of been paying attention to the band as a whole um just because I play like the other instruments so I kind of try and kind of see what the bass player is doing or like I'll shift my attention to the guitarist or the keys player from time to time. Um, I was just like more taking in more taking in the the overall atmosphere of the gig rather than just like honing in on, Mm -hmm. on the drummer. Like sometimes I'll, I'll do it. Like if they're doing something flashy or, you know, like my attention gets drawn to them naturally, then yeah, I'll, I'll do that, but I don't usually spend the whole whole gig just kind of staring at the drummer. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, oh, as a drummer, that would probably be very weird. to Just have someone just staring at that dude's the whole lock time. eyes at you. <laughs> yeah, like you can tell. You can usually tell. You can usually tell when at, at gigs when
1: other people are drummers because they'll be like air drumming the parts at you and and like yeah. nodding after a, a sick fill or you know like. Yeah, you can, you can usually spot the drummers because they're usually the ones like staring at your gear rather than you. Mm. <laughs> Especially if you've got like, if you've got like a nice kit or whatever, they're usually the ones kind of, you know, gawking it or like coming up and you know asking you about stuff. But yeah, usually you can spot spot the drummers.
0: So earlier you were talking about being a session musician mm. when uh, an artist wants to work with you, do they directly come to you or do they go through some sort of uh agency?
1: Oh no, I'm not tied to an agency. Usually I don't know, like I I do a lot of hustling myself. So usually I'm like the dude who will kinda go up to artists that like I think that I could do a good job uh, for or like whose music that I kind of resonate with maybe or Mm -hmm. like even like their message or what they're about is Mm -hmm. like a big thing um there have been times where like I'll get asked to do stuff just offer recommendation Mm -hmm. um which is always like super humbling and really nice um but yeah like a lot of it I I'll kind of go to gigs or meet singers or like or artists or whatever and just go hey yeah you know, if you need a drummer for anything, I'd really like to work with you. If you need a bass player for anything, like, especially if they're up doing a gig and they or posting content where they don't have a drummer or bass player or whatever, like
2: mm-hmm. sometimes
1: it's because they just don't know the right people or just maybe that's not what they, they're going for, which is also the case. Like, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a weird one. So to answer your question, no, nah, I'm not tied to like an agency, but yeah, I do a bit of hustling and people kind of, ask me
0: <laughs> I find it very daunting asking other musicians like hey would you like to be my drummer
1: I think like people are a lot more approachable than okay I well I, don't, I actually don't I don't I actually don't I can't answer that one <laughs> concretely but like I consider myself pretty approachable I've never had to but in saying that I've never been in that situation or I, well I guess I have where I've needed to ask people and usually like the worst thing that can happen is they say no and, Mm. and then you like move on or find someone else. And the best way to do that is just go, Hey, do you want to be a part of this? And if they say no and they're too busy, then the next best question to ask is, can you recommend someone? And usually like, if you're not busy, there's always someone that's keen. Mm. Um, and Auckland is tiny and there's a lot of big fish and a small pond. Um, the way I see it anyways. Um, so there's always people around There's there's almost not enough work for the amount of people, but maybe there is, and I'm just <laughs> not, not part of it <laughs> or, I'm, um, no, I would say that I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty busy, but yeah, mm. I, I, like just ask. reach out slide into their dms or um i think a really good thing though would be if you do ask someone to play for you kind of check them out as well and kind of kind of see if they would fit what you want Mm -hmm. to get out of it and vice versa like so like you might meet the most incredible drummer in the world, but he might not be someone that's cool to hang out with. Yeah. So like, I think even just like talking to someone, getting to know them first, and then going, hey, I've got this project. Or even if you, and also like having content to show them is super mm. helpful. So I've had people go, oh, yeah, I want to be in a band. I need a drummer for a project. And I go, cool. What kind of music? Oh, I don't know.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> um, let's just get together and see what we can come up with mm. and it's like usually I mean like I'm okay I'm, I'm like usually fine to like get together and just like have a jam or whatever but mm. like if there's no common purpose you know like or they could just be like oh, I then my next question would be what sort of music are you into or what sort of music inspires you or you know and then That can get a little bit, a little bit, um, curly to deal with. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my piece of advice is like, at least if you don't have any of your own content, just have like a vibe that you're going for.
0: Always have a plan.
1: Yeah. Well, if, if you want to make a thing of it, if you just want to get together and have a jam, then that, then,
0: you know, Mm.
1: make that very clear from the start.
0: Something that I'm very interested in finding out is what does, I know you play a lot of other instruments, um, but to focus on drumming, what does songwriting look like as a drummer and your instrument?
1: Yeah, that's that's a tricky one because like for the most part, unless you've like going pretty experimental or kind of going along the lines of, or like you're in and stuff that's very like through composed. If you're just playing for pop artists or you know like mainstream music, there really Mm -hmm. isn't much that I do personally, just because like most of the artists that I play with already have their stuff sorted. Like, mm-hmm. they'll sample their own drum parts, um, and I'm basically trying to replicate them live as best as best as I can. Like, Jeff Wong's a great example because he's a killer drummer, and I've been playing um, drums for him for close to five or six years, maybe even more.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and he, being a drummer, understands <laughs> like he's really good at like articulating what he wants and like I get a little bit of creative freedom, but like Mm. he doesn't just go, Hey, come up with your own drum part to the song that I wrote. And I think like not all drummers are like thrive in those sort of environments. Like Mm. I think just because I've been doing it for so long, I almost kind of prefer at least like to have the groundwork done Mm. where they know, at least the vibe that they want, or they can like go, Hey, I kind of want you to sound like this song.
2: Mm.
1: And then you take that song and kind of make it your own. But like with people like Jeff, he's already kind of got, he's, he's got an idea of what he wants it to sound like in his head and he's able to replicate it electronically. And then when we do live shows, I just basically emulate what his songs have done. So song writing I haven't done a lot of as a drummer at like even in like a band setting, most of the time the songs will be written and like at least the bands that I've played in the songs have mostly been written and the drum parts are like pretty simple because again, you kind of want to be generic enough to be accessible. Mm. You don't want to play stuff that's like too wacky or too out there where you kind of lose, like the audi- like the audience. You kind of have to kind of play to what you'd expect them to hear.
2: Mm. It's
1: a bit of a rant, but like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think approaching it from their point of view is the way to go, and also like, kind of doing <laughs> what makes you happy. So it's a very, very like thin line to tread.
0: Yeah, what would be your dream? songwriting experience with an artist. So if an artist came came to you and said, Hey, I have this song, um, I have the lyrics, I have the melody, um, I have the guitars sorted, the yeah, the bass is sorted. I just need help with the drums. Yeah. And they gave it to you. Would you enjoy the process that process where they just say, Hey, do whatever you feel fits the song?
1: That's the thing. Like, ah, that that's Cool. And I've done that in the past. And usually though, I'd still kind of, cause it's their song, right? Mm. It's not, it's not my song and I'm not a songwriter. I, it's not saying that I've explored much. Mm. Um, it, it would, I would still, for me, I mm. would kind of go back and go, cool. That's great. What, what sort of vibe were you after? can you send me a couple of like references. a couple of like reference tracks? Mm. Because you'd be surprised at how quickly, how much like the drums can impact a song. Um, like, I did a session maybe uh, two months ago and it was really interesting because this, the tracks that she had, that this artist had kind of sent were both like kind of double time, kind of country vibes, kind of like um, yeah, like they were they were essentially double time. So the drums were like twice as fast as um, what we ended up doing. So I I had the bits ready and then got together and played it, and then it was just like it didn't fit. So it's a bit of that, and then I was like, why don't we try this? And so it's just, for me, I'd have different options, different, like, groove options, different, like, tonal options, just because it, it can have such a huge impact on the song.
0: Are you pretty open for um collaborations? Are you happy for people to reach out to you if they need a drummer? or I'm
1: I'm more than happy for people to reach out. I have a tendency to not overcommit, but like, I'm, I'm usually pretty quick to say yes. Mm. Um, not at my detriment. Cause I've kind of managed to kind of juggle stuff. So if you're mm. happy with like, not last minute cancellations, but like me having a busy schedule, mm. if it's things like studio work and like, you've got a day booked at a studio and you need drums or whatever, then yeah, that stuff's easy to juggle. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's like the thing that I struggle with is like gigs,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I am pretty busy. <laughs> like, I, there's like a, well, I've lost track of how many I guess bands that I play with now, and mm-hmm. so it's just this like constant juggling act of like when like rehearsing and gigs and trying to like cram in a quick rehearsal before I have to shoot off, shoot off to another gig or mm. trying to squeeze in two gigs in one night. Like that's kind of happened a yeah. lot in the last kind of few.
0: You booked um, in busy.
1: Kind of. Yeah. I well, All my bookings are out the window now until kind of December. Mm. Um, and even then, like some of those are falling through. So yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Crazy times, but like Crazy. yeah. at the same time, like yeah, still. I mean, I'm open to chatting, and mm-hmm. like at least if I can't do it, then I can recommend people who can.
0: Yeah, yeah. How has the pandemic been like for you? Because obviously, you can't um, go to festivals and. Gigs. No,
1: I can't can't gig at all. Um, it's been for me. It's been nice mm. up until maybe like the first 4 weeks were really nice for me just because like leading up to the lockdown it was mental like i was mm. so busy and like i i'm not i'm not the busiest musician out not by a long stretch but i think the fact that i also work a day job is really draining mm. um so doing things like working 8:30 to 5:30 and then like having a rehearsal straight after doing that like 3 or 4 nights a week is pretty tiring Mm. um and i think the weekend before lockdown i think i was gigging i gigged wednesday thursday friday saturday and i had a gig on sunday but i was just so tired that i canned it Mm.
0: um
1: so like five days in a row like
0: when you what happens when you cancel a gig do you find someone to
1: oh yeah i found a sub um, it was, it was, it was a gig where I could have found a sub. Like there's mm-hmm. some gigs that I can't. And so I do it if it's like a like a simple covers gig or like a, a gig where like I, or a reading gig or like a gig where, um, What's a reading it's gig? Is, this,
0: is, is it like a gig where they give you sheet music?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've done a couple mm-hmm. of those where you just show up and just put put a thing in front of you and you just read the charts and kind of hope for the best <laughs> um, usually the first one of those is always like terrible but once you mm. play the repertoire a couple of times like I've I've played with that band now maybe four times five times so I'm kind of more comfortable doing it but like the first time I was kind of crapping my pants a little bit <laughs> like I was real real nerve-wracking yeah um, just because I it's not something that I've worked on and like that's gotta be like my biggest weakness as a musician is like my terrible reading. If I can find a sub, then and I absolutely can't make the gig, then yeah, that's what I'll do. But if I can't mm. find a sub, then no matter what I'll I'll be there. Yeah. Unless I'm like, you know, stranded in a different city or like have a broken limb or something, which is oh, thankfully gosh. never happened, touch wood, but Ugh. um <laughs> yeah touching
0: wood now
1: i think that like blm gig i played with a broken wrist day
0: oh
1: (laughs) i think i I, like yeah i think i that was the only time i've ever like yeah but still like kind of made it through which was good ouch it was fine like it was on a it was on the mend it was like maybe like 80 percent there
0: Mm. and
1: it was only that one gig and then i didn't play again for like a while from memory
0: do you still practice rudiments?
1: Oh, flip. <laughs> do I practice rudiments? I hope none of my old drum teachers listen to this. Um, <laughs> I do from time to time, but mm-hmm. I think like it's – I think I'm at – without sounding like – not. it's not because I'm cocky or anything. It's just because I'm mm-hmm. so – Busy and drained. Like that's not the stuff that I focus on. I think like mm. most of my practice is. Is actually listening to material and learning material mm. for gigs. Yeah. That's like, cause I'm at a p- point now where like my body can do. Pretty much what I wanted to do or like enough to get by
2: mm.
1: for a gig. Like, so rudiments i think like have gotten me to a point now where i don't really need to like spend hours a day with a practice pad and some sticks
2: Mm, yeah
1: but should i be working on them probably would Mm -hmm. they make me a better drummer absolutely but i think like if i had with, with my day job situation, I only have you don't have a, a, lot a small time. window of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So actually most of my practice, well, like most of my learning I do at work. Like, so I'll, I'll, I'll like, not, not like, not, no, I,
2: I know not what you that mean, way,
1: but yeah. I do most of my practice or like most of my prep away from drums. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll sit there. Um, and just listen to the material. And if there's anything like too tricky, I'll probably like um, after work or like before rehearsal, I'll listen to it with like and I'll make charts. Mm. So I'll write down like a real rough kind of guide. And then if it goes beyond that and I actually can't play the material mm. well, then I'll sit down at, at my drums. I'll find time to go to my storage unit and just, yeah, nut it out until I can.
0: I wanted to know what your pet peeves are. Pet peeves? Yeah.
1: Like from, from like punters or from like artists or? Both actually. Well, punters is an easy one. Like don't touch people's gear. That's, that's my like number one, like don't, don't and the thing is like people uh, and then they, they play the alcohol game they're like oh yeah I was drunk I was this it's like it's I think like you know you're taught from a young age if it's not yours don't touch it mm. and I think that like just goes out the window as soon as you see a drum kit <laughs> you know it's <laughs> one of those things that like it's just so inviting for some reason it's just like in yeah it's it's just like so tempting and like you can't most people just can't resist going up and touching stuff. But like, you know, like I've seen with my own eyes, like a kid going up and like knocking something over and it. Like, you know, like they'll knock a symbol over and like, you know, symbols aren't cheap. They're like a few hundred bucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the parents go, Oh, you know, but they're just a kid. And it's like, yeah, but you are their parents. Like,
2: mm. yeah,
1: keep them away from gear. You know, that's my big one from like a punters thing but that'll never change. It's one of those things that like, like I've basically for any gigs that like I organize, like I, I used to do a lot of uni balls. Um, anyways, like the one thing that I have on like the contract is to have like security by the stage. And that's the other thing. Don't touch gear and don't leave your drinks on the stage. Yeah. Oh man. Like, I remember doing this gig and like this girl put a glass of wine or I think it was like a RTD or something on, on the stage and then knocked it over onto our guitarist's pedal board. And so the pedal board fried like halfway through the gig and it kind of like ruins the vibe for everyone because mm-hmm. now he can't use his pedals. So now he's just going off an amp then the songs don't sound the way he wants to. And it's just, Yeah, don't put your drinks on a stage and don't touch other people's gear. Yeah. Is my thing from, like, the punter's view. Um, From an artist's view, I don't know what, like, my pet peeves are. I think, like, the thing that I've struggled with the most is when artists kind of don't know how to convey what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it can be tricky to kind of work with artists that like they've got they know how they want their song to sound in their head but have mm-hmm. no way of getting it out yeah and then like I think the only way to I guess combat that or to help is to kind of study music at a Not like a super, like, you know, you don't need to go do a degree or anything, but, like, at least learn the terminology and go, hey, like, it'd be cool if we had a stop on, like, this bar. Or, like, it'd be cool if you kind of played this chord instead. Um, That's that's one of the things that I've kind of struggled with a little bit. Mm. it's when artists kind of don't know what they want. And I've been lucky enough for the most part to play with artists that do and are very good at just going, "Hey, why don't why don't we do this? Why don't we try to stop here?" Mm. Um and a lot of them have actually been very open to suggestions as well. Like there's some people mm-hmm. that are like a little bit precious about their music and that's fine, 100% mm-hmm. fine because that's their music, but like yeah, that's my, my thing is like, learn, yeah. like study music, not to like a, you know, not to mm. that level, but just enough to convey what you want.
0: Yeah. Would you say, or even just singing it out, singing it out what you want? Like I wanted to go like, you know, ta, 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 ta here or. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's
1: super helpful. Mm. And then like go, oh, how about maybe don't play that on don't play that rhythm on, on like the hi-hat, maybe try play that on like a floor tom or something like Mm
0: -hmm. things that
1: like learning the terminology, learning, learning your theory helps, you know, like even knowing what time signature your song is, knowing what a Mm -hmm. bar is, knowing what like a crotchet is, you know, like, or going, yeah, let's have a stop on like the end of one Mm -hmm. in the chorus of the first part of the chorus like that means something to to like most sessions musicians that'll mean something especially if they don't have like tracks that you've given them
2: Mm.
1: or like any references and stuff like yeah that that's not really a pet peeve it's just a it just make everyone's life easier
0: yeah can you talk about what's where where were you performing summer is it something you can talk about
1: uh I don't know if I can I like it's one of those things where like I'm scared that if I kind of broadcast it it won't Mm -hmm. happen Um, (laughs) like because I've been stung before like last or earlier this year in April where like I was like on the Eden Park bill with not with 660 but like
0: Mm. with another
1: artist that was on the bill till I opened for 660 and then like I was so hyped and I told everyone about it and like basically the day before they announced the axe,
2: mm. like
1: publicly, like, yeah, the rug got pulled out and oh. it was like, no, we're not, we're not on the billion. And I was like, Oh, oh. I was like crushed. Eh? Um, but like, yeah, I don't want to give, I like, cause it's still so up in the air too.
0: Yeah. Um, with- covid and whatnot
1: yeah because like mm-hmm. festivals are getting canned already like bay dreams is already canceled and
0: mm-hmm. like some
1: other ones have been like postponed or like you know can so i don't know okay. i guess we'll find out on friday for sure mm-hmm. once like the government's had had its like mandate um, Yeah. and hopefully vaccine rates go up and then I'll be able to talk about it if it happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I this will definitely be like the biggest thing I've ever done.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm excited so when you can talk about it. Oh, yeah, really. I'll let you know
1: as soon as I can.
0: Oh, as that's as, so cool. Like,
1: as soon as I, I know for sure. Like, it's looking it was it was looking pretty good until um COVID happened. But um mm. yeah, I'll find out more, hopefully in the next few weeks. Once like once auntie Jacinda lets us know what's happening, like what would you ideally want out of a like sessions musician, like as a, as a singer and as an artist? Cause there's probably things that like, you know, I'm might not be doing that should be doing mm. or even other people listening.
0: To be honest, firstly, I would want someone that I'd get along with someone that, Listens to me, um someone that I also listen to. I'm all about like creating good, safe, comfortable space, um just even within my friendship, so um firstly, someone that's a good person and also, yeah, someone who's just always willing to to be honest, tell me, hey, I, like maybe change this up a little bit. Mm. This would sound better if um. You know, it's faster here or slower there. Um,
1: yeah, see, like, cause out of all the things that you listed, the the musical thing was like last,
0: mm.
1: right? And I think that's the way. I think that's the way a lot of other artists feel. Well, you can get stuck in a crappy situation where, like, you just go off pure talent, and like, turns mm. out that the dude. Gets hammered before every gig and like is incompetent because he's had like twelve beers before you started playing. There's things mm-hmm. like that that you know, like you you learn very quickly from like other anecdotes of what not to do.
0: I'll add one more thing: someone who treats this as work. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that. Having worked in the corporate world, like, one time is money. And also, like, you need to set boundaries, um, especially when working with people who are your friends. Like, you need to know when to switch on and off, when, mm. like, to focus and when not to focus, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. when to have fun. Yeah, so someone who, yeah, who understands that when it's time to work, it's time to work. Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much for joining me on the Songwriters Diary today, Dean. Thanks for sharing your journey. For people who do want to get in touch or to check out your music, uh, or check out what you do, uh, where can they find you?
1: Firstly, thanks for having me on. It's been really good. Um, I think we've had a pretty good yarn.
0: Yes, um, it's been good to pick,
1: pick your brain as well. Like you know, kind of see things from a like a singer-songwriter's point of view as well. Um, I think, uh, like, I'm on Facebook at um, just Dean Rodriguez, but, like, Instagram is probably the way to go. Yeah, so at Dean Rodriguez Music. That's how you can get a hold of me. Um, Rodriguez with an S because a lot of people spell it with a Z. Yeah, that's me.
0: You were listening to The Songwriter's Diary. Special thanks to Dean for sharing his music journey today. Thanks for listening. Peace and love, love and light. Catch you next time.